Thank you for tuning in to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Here we are, episode two of The Dwelling, and we thought we would talk about the heart, mainly asking the question, how's your heart? Um, with everything that's going on, everything that's happening, uh, the the craziness, the uneasiness, the what-ifs, uh, all of that, uh, being stuck in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being stuck in the same place with your family, uh, significant others, however that works, you're stuck together. And uh, so we kind of were talking about today, uh, what are we going to conversate Converse. Converse. What are we going to converse about tonight? Yeah. And uh, we talked last week how uh, Lindsay's been going through a book called Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene Revealed. And uh, she's been pushing for me to read it. And I actually got to read some of it today, which is great. Um, but uh, she said, we should talk about the heart tonight. And she just asked the question, how's your heart? Um, so I thought, man, that's, that's really good. Uh, so yeah. let's, let's discuss it. Let's talk. Talk about Talk it. Talk about it. How's your heart? How's your heart? How's your heart? How's your heart? How's my heart? Yeah. My heart's feeling pretty good because I just had some tacos. And tacos is my love language. It is your love language, but let's be real. How's your heart? How's my heart? Yeah. Um, and feel, feel free to answer the question um, if you feel like it. If I will you feel say, like sharing. I will say this. Um, knowing, um, knowing that the heart... When it comes to scripture and when it comes to how we kind of feel the heart is, the heart is um, who you are. It's your, uh, it's from where your identity comes from. Um, it's what connects you with uh, the spirit and connects you with your soul, connects you with what's around you. Um, and I'll just be honest with uh, everything that's going on. Um, there's some times when I feel my heart uh, a little anxious. Um, sometimes my heart uh, is a little um, caught off guard by some of the things that come out all the time. And so I'm constantly having to remind myself just who I am and how the Father sees me and uh, how my family sees me uh, and my friends see me to kind of push myself into um, being healthy. Like keeping my heart healthy in the midst of all the craziness. So, how's your heart? My heart is um, my heart is pretty touched out. Touched out. Like if your heart was a cup. Okay. I think mine's getting pretty empty. Like just because you know. Everybody's, you know, we're still pretty quarantined, hunkered down, if you will. And so all the kids are all over me. (laughs) Three humans constantly needing something, wanting something. And that's perfect. Like, that's my life mission is to serve my family. And, but sometimes it's, you know, you just need a little break. (laughs) Um... But non non funny, sort of comical aside, pretty good, better than I 
was like say when quarantine first started i was very scared um anxious depressed did not know what was going on but i feel like um you know times passed, things have changed and i'm learning how to deal with some of that and it comes from not from realizing that you have the strength inside to stop those feelings I can stop those anxious feelings sometimes. The fear of like when I read the news, I can grab that, like the Power Rangers when they do the ha, that whole thing. I can grab that and I can stop those thoughts and I can change things. Right. Boom. So uh, let me ask you this. How, um, how important is it to remind yourself who you are in the midst of seeing some of the things that you see on TV, because I know, because you and I like, um, we're kind of—it's not that we're techie people, but we do like, like, we do like, 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 like. <laughs> we like this thing that's in our hands because we use it so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas the computer, and because you and I have always been like, used to be like computer people, like, yeah, when we were courting, yeah, courting a good recording when we were recorded. When we were courting. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> reel that in. Move it on. And before we had cell phones, we would talk through Instant Messenger. Was it Instant Messenger or AIM? AO, AIM. AOL AIM. Instant Messenger. Yes. We, that's how we would Shout communicate. Shout out to all my peeps <laughs> that know what that is. We would talk that way. We both had Zangas. We had... Um, oh, okay. Oh, Let's... yeah. We were going there. So we moved from that so to where now this is, you know, this... We, we find... Recipes, books. This is, we have like, hold on. West Virginia, yeehaw. Um, but we read from, I mean, all, I mean, thousands of books are on this. We read this all the time. So we're all, you know, so news constantly can kind of come in. So how do, how do you, how important is it for you to remind yourself of who you are in the midst of that thing? those things coming to you all the time. Oh, like it's incredibly important. It's key because if when I wasn't reminding myself and I let the fear of things that were happening in our country um, and like realizing that those things can happen here, um, anywhere that we are, uh, I got pretty overwhelmed with fear and I wasn't reminding myself, you know, who I am and um, how my family you know, treats people and lives, and I got seriously overwhelmed, and I remember I told you that I have to put my phone up. I downloaded an app that I could set a time and lock my phone aside from, like, texts and calls. I did that for about a week, and it helped a lot. And in that, during that time, I dug into um, the New New Testament. Mm-hmm. I dug into this Mary book. I, which you're going to hear a lot about in the next few weeks. I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. It's life-changing. Um, but I stopped watching all that stuff. I still knew things that were going on, but um, I just had to get back in touch with my identity, I guess. There it is. There it is. No, and, and you, you helped me too because you would constantly see – because you can kind of tell – because my face gives tells. Like, I can't keep anything. Like, yeah, I know. 
But she would see me scrolling and looking into things, and she would see the... I don't, I don't have a vein on my head, but she could tell something was going on, and she was like, you need to put it down. Put it away. Um, don't respond to the comments. Don't hiss. That was don't another thing. Don't do respond. It. Don't don't go down that road. And, and it's helped me a lot because I've moved from thinking that, you know, I have to respond to this or I have to say this to, to shifting to, you know... Um, Let's take care of, let's take care of us as a family. Let's take care of those that we connect with, right? Yeah. And then beyond that, look for opportunities to connect with those that really need help. Um, because making, trying to make a response to this or that, because I, I, being a teacher, I want to teach, and I don't, I don't like it when, when I feel like, um, not saying that I know it all, but I, I don't like it when I feel like there's some. There's something uncertainty there's and you uns- don't know. Right, and, and, and you feel like there's there's something that if they could just learn this, then then this would be opened up. And and what Lindsay has taught me through this, you know, you need to put that down. You need to quit looking at it all the time. What's taught me is, is I just need to focus in more on who I connect with and who I can connect with that needs to hear the message of hope, that needs to hear some good news, that needs to hear or needs to just maybe me shut up and listen. Did you want to read uh, something from I do. from that from the introduction to this book? <laughs> um, so, if you didn't know, Mary Magdalene has a gospel, and it's pretty incredible. Um, so, one of the um, things that got me started—I actually already—we talked today about what we were going to talk about tonight. And the first thing that came up to me is, how's your heart? And I think it's important to ask each other that question and be serious about it. Like, Mm -hmm. Nick didn't, he wasn't serious about it when I first asked you. And so I asked him again, because you gotta, you gotta talk about, you gotta talk about the real things. Um, So anyway, um, I don't have the verse or whatever for the book of Mary, like where this comes from, but I'll figure it out. Um, Anyway, Mary asks Christ, So now, Lord, does a person who sees a vision see it with the soul or with the spirit? The Savior answered, A person does not see with the soul or with the spirit. Rather, the mind, which exists between the two, sees the vision, and that is what... And then it ends. That the answer to, like, the biggest question... We don't have the answer to because those pages were lost. Those pages were lost. Oh! <laughs> like, I want to know what he was going to say. But um, Megan Watterson goes on to say that, um, in quotes, mind here isn't the modern dualistic concept of the mind we, that we think of today. It's not mind devoid of body. It's a word that's hard to translate from the Greek. It's actually best to keep it in Greek. Although the first time she came across it, she thought it was in French. It's, is it new? N-O-U-S? Mm-hmm. New. Um, in French, it means we, like W-E. Uh, new in Greek means the eye of the heart. It is the vision or perception of the soul. And how we see anything changes everything. That's so good. And um, even though... The Gospel of Mary stops there because it, because we've lost those pages. If we look at Christ's message as a whole, when he talks to 
his followers and when he talks to the scribes and the and the rulers and 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 everything and knowing what that Greek definition is, he's talking about um, uh, we see things, we perceive things, we understand things, and we receive things from the heart to the heart. Um, the heart, uh, you know, all throughout scriptures, it, it, it's played in these two different ways. It, it plays like if you feed your heart things that is going to confuse the identity of who you are, confuse uh, who the Father is, then what's going to come out of it is nasty stuff. Stuff that continues to hurt you, stuff that hurts other people. But if... Can I go ahead. Read? Yes, go this, ahead. Like what you just said, that like when we let um, how we feel override who we are, I, this, I mean, this is highlighted. The states of mind that can compel us to act in ways that are not indicative of who we really are these power, these are the powers that can silence us from within. Mm -hmm. So when we let fear or anxiety or whatever take over, we stop acting like who we really are. And we can say things that we don't really mean. Right. And that if we weren't allowing fear to override our identity, and I'm just using fear as an example, um, that actually silences the voice of who we really are inside. Right. And that is like, I don't know. It's just blowing my mind. Well, and, and Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, uh, talking about healthy trees, he says healthy trees produce healthy food, food or fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something coming. Hi, Ronnie Stewart. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, he says that there's something that, there's something that goes into a tree, there's something that goes into a plant that gives it uh, health and it, it gives uh, the ability to grow. Uh, and it says he goes on to say that uh, you don't. Uh, he goes on to say that in the same way, a good person will bring forth amazing treasures of goodness from the storehouse of their hearts. So, what are you bringing into your heart? What are what are you using? What are you doing to strengthen, to encourage, to bolster your identity? And and Christ goes on to say that. Um, he says, let me illustrate it, illustrate it this way. If you hear the words that I have to say and you allow them to engage in your heart. Sorry, there's a dragonfly that just landed on the Where? side of the house. On the side of the house. Right over there. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Um, but if you allow. Y'all, if I scream, <laughs> it's because this, like, five-inch dragonfly is coming toward my face. I'm sorry. Um, but if you, if you take in his words and you allow it to bolster who you are, it says that you're going to be like a man that builds his house on a rock. And it's able to withstand all the chaos, all the stuff that would come in and try to distract you and try to tell you who you aren't. Mm -hmm. You're able to stand rock solid. But if you, if you don't, what's it, what does it say? It says that... You'll be like the man who builds his house on the sand. And so when storms of life, when stuff happens, you forget who you are and you fall apart. So, I, you know, when we look at some of this, uh, this, these things, and I know it, it kind of cuts off there. And Mary, you're, you're actually, when you take everything as a whole, which is what's so beautiful about some of these early Christian writings that, that maybe traditionally we haven't seen, but... There's ways for us to find them now and read them and reflect and you and 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 
take all of them together and see the beauty of what's happening here. Um, and it's so to me, it's so powerful to understand that um, that there's more voices than what we're used to, and that Mary Magdalene, if you look at church history, actually had a huge part to play in the beginning of the church, and so it's awesome to find some of her work. And it's in, and it's so interesting to me that it's uh, that most of her gospel deals with the heart and deals with identity. Right <laughs> Somebody responded, and I can't read what it said. All oh, Ronnie said, Ronnie hey. Said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's on. Hi, Mom. Love you. So you got anything else highlighted in there? <laughs> huh, that you wanna... All of it is highlighted. I know. I know All it is. of it is highlighted. Um, yes. So I'm just going to read to y'all. That's okay. <laughs> Um, um, and Nick was talking about like what Mary's book is um, and it says the point of Mary's gospel is not to suggest that we need to become someone else, someone better there, is, there isn't this calm vibrating version of yourself that you have that you figure out how to be by the end of this book or that I've become by living it um it's about acquire, and I think this just is like the whole gamut of present reality thinking. Right. Um, it's about acquiring a vision that allows us to see what has always been here within us. It's about the quality and intensity of our existence. It's about the possibility of actually being present instead of being caught without even realizing it in the endless stories the ego tells. Fear, anxiety, rage, and so on. Right. Um, from the second we wake up, dividing from what's already right here, dividing us from each other and ourselves, dividing us from what we consider good. It's about really waking up to the fact that our system of understanding the world is no longer serving us. When you remember that you don't have to feel separate from love, which is God, if you don't want to, even in the midst of the worst of what we say to ourselves, even when someone we love most in the world can't see us at all, we can practice a way that humbles us, that disrupts the ego's grasp, and lets us return again with ease to love. And in that moment of recognition, this is when we save ourselves from a self that was never real to begin with. This is when we see with the eye of the heart, when we see who we are. Ronnie said, amazing to think how God has already established who we are and we get to discover it as we seek him. Right. He said, you died and you and your real life is hidden in Christ, real you found in him. And it, Boom. Right. And that's what's so amazing. That's what Christ came to reveal to us. He came to reveal to us who we really are. And so the, the dying to yourself is the dying of the fake you, yeah. the, the unreal you, the not real you. You, the one that you were told your entire life that that's who you are, and it's not who you are. And when you start in Genesis 1 and 2, and that by what the Father says, he says that you are good. That's the beginning. You can't, it doesn't start anywhere else. It doesn't start with you're bad. It doesn't start with you're a horrible person. It starts with you are 
good. Can I read the definition of good? Yes, read the definition. Because I think of good. sometimes we say that like God says you're good. He he said this was good, and we're like, okay, great, we're good. It means more than just that one word. Right. Morally excellent, virtuous, righteous, of high quality, and the, uh, has the kindness to do good. Yes. You are all those things. Even when you think you're not, when you say, well, so-and-so said I was you know, stupid or said that I didn't do this good enough, nope, their opinion doesn't matter. God said you're good. Yes. And the, and the issue is, is and, and this is where religion has got it wrong for so long, we, we've told people that their, that their identity comes from their actions, and that's not true. Um, actions come out of who you think you are. So if your entire life, if you thought that you were bad, or you thought that you were stupid, if you thought that you were uh, all these other things, and you had no idea that the Father said that you were good, then of course what's going to come out of you is stupid stuff. Right. But that's not who you are. No. It's not who you are at all. And when you look at um, working, folks that work with kids and psychologists and all that, if you look at a kid and tell them they're stupid, or they're dumb, or they're uh, horrible, or they're bad, what are they going to do? They're going to act out of that false identity. Because you've been telling them who they That's are. Exactly. Like, and they begin to believe it. But the moment you turn around and tell them that you love them, that you care for them, that you get on their level and look in their eyes and tell them, uh, you know, I know you made this mistake, I know you did this, but that's not who you are, and I love you, and there's nothing that you could ever do to make me not love you. And they, and that, and the, all the guard goes down, and then you say, "Listen, that um, this is who you really are." When you start talking to them like that, what happens? It's that heart that we've been talking about that's connected to God that God said was good leaps, and they begin to understand who they really are and the true identity, and the actions change. And so we've been treating, we have been teaching sin consciousness in religion for so long, and we think that that is. The ticket, and it's not the ticket. It's not, and all it has produced over the years is control and fear, and eventually rebellion and, and trauma. And trauma. I'm just gonna go there. Yeah, trauma. And trauma. Trauma but, that people are dealing with in adulthood. Yes. From childhood, teenage years, we're still dealing with some of that. Right. Because of the garbage that was presented to us in the past, and stuff is shifting. Um, Ronnie, he said, uh, dying of the imposter, emergence of the real. And then he said, death of the imposter sounds like an awesome band name. Yes, death of the imposter is an um, awesome band name. It is. <laughs> like, we might change, we might take that, Ronnie. Like, you can't. Better trademark it quick. Better trademark it. He's a powerful moment when the Lord manifests himself through a miraculous work, and we realize, wow, this is who I am. You can feel it. Yes. And to me, that, that is actually the sozo moment. That is the, the thing that, that causes us to, to look in a new direction and go, oh. And that's the, the, the seeing things from the Father. It's, it's the awakening, so to speak, in us that causes us to start moving into who we really are. And so our encouragement for tonight is um, wake up. <laughs> we mean that from a loving place. From a loving place, and not and, and not from a um, judging. judging or you're you're you know you're in some weird place. No, I'm saying it almost like um, here's a good example. I have this thing called sleep 
apnea to where there's times, and it hasn't happened for a while, there's times when I can fall asleep but my brain is still awake, and it and I I wig out. It's almost like I'm in a, in a trance state or whatever, and I can't move, but I'm also awake at the same time. It's the aliens. Yes, yeah, it's the alien. It's the thing that people think that aliens come and paralysis abduct them. Thing. It's like a paralysis thing. Um, it's all a part. It's all you. Yeah. But it's all it's it's this thing that happens in your brain. It's it's just legit. You can look it up. It hasn't happened in a while. All right, <laughs> but. There's been like the last time it happened, I was laying on the couch and I, and, and I could not wake up. I was trying. I was screaming in my brain. Normally, I can count backwards. Or well, and and I needed to awaken because that's not because I was in a spot that that's not me. That's not who I am. And Lindsay came over and pushed me, and I finally could wake up. And that's kind of what we're talking about. You're you're paralyzed in who you think you are. You're paralyzed in who others have said you are. And that's not who you are. And we want you to, to wake up who you actually are. And it's even, it's not even like somebody else that says that about us. It's who, like, our ego tells us who we are. Right. Like, maybe you drink more than you should. And your ego tells you that you're nothing but a drunk. God can't love you because you're a drunk. Right. Or... You've made some really bad decisions, and you've had to go to court, and you think because of all of those, like that whole <laughs> line of um, events in your life has disqualified you from being called good, being right. called morally uh, excellent, virtuous, righteous. No. Like, you can, you can tell yourself all those things, but that's only silencing the voice of the real you inside. So that's when you reach out to somebody that has a grasp on present reality thinking and mm -hmm. say, hey, I need you to talk to me about this. Like, I just need you to listen. I need you to tell you all these things. And I need you to help me see who, like, see who I am. Because that person can shed light on what they see. And you can take their words and their advice and really right. investigate in your heart and find out, oh, I am those things. I am all those things that God says about me. And I think that's important to remember because we say things about ourselves all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. And those things don't serve us. And we don't need to keep rehashing all those things that don't serve us. They don't make our lives better. So what do you think would be a good practical step for someone to take? Like like tomorrow morning they wake up. What's what's a real practical step they can do to see to to, to begin to walk out? the heart um hold on car sorry my little buddy's waiting probably gonna come out here in a minute um something that I did the other day was I got out a notebook and I drew a line down the center and on the left I wrote down some things that have been said about me and I really did this like you can go look at my notebook um <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Or I like, I didn't think it this out. was like, I wouldn't think it's true. I'm <laughs> just saying, you can see it if you want to. Um, I wrote down, I don't know, nine or ten things that people have said about me in my life um, and things that I've said about Daddy, myself. Why did you close it? <laughs> um, and I, so I wrote those down and then I took some time and just like really thought about do I, do I really think those things still? And I don't. Like, none of them. And so on the right, I wrote down things that I do think that are true about me, about who I am, about who God says I am. 
And then um, I just reread it like for a few days. And that really kind of put, um, that kind of helped rearrange and reframe my heart and my thinking um, just as a reminder. Like it's almost like a mirror mm -hmm. to show me who I actually am. Which and well, I was just gonna say, um, that, that happens. We're human. It's not bad to be need to be reminded. Like when I was growing up, I thought if you had doubts, if you had questions, that meant you weren't doing it right, that you weren't good enough. And that's so not true. And I think that that's, that statement and that thinking is super damaging. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. And I thought that helped me out a lot. So I'll probably keep doing that. <laughs> so what's something that you do? Um, to be reminded. What, some things that I do is, is and I know this sounds funny, but sometimes I have to, sometimes I have to see myself. Like, so I'll look in the mirror sometimes when I, when I wake up and I know it's a boat. Um, but sometimes I need to see myself and sometimes I'll do it like, um, in the mirror or when I'm, if I have to get up and, and do the stick, which I work for a coffee shop sometimes. Uh, I'll have my phone and I'll put it up to where I can see myself and I'll, I'll just remind myself this is who this is who Christ says I am mm -hmm. and this is what he said about the father this is what he says from the father What's to that? me that this That's is this is who I am and that I am good uh, and that I'm uh, I'm I'm worth his love because sometimes we, we get this idea that we're not worthy of anything and so it's not a prideful thing to say I'm I am worth his love or I am worth having um, this job I'm worth having this family I'm worth having that um, because you know I'm uh, the father's invested in me and I'm invested in him and I'm invested with my family my family's invested with me and so that makes um, that makes it worth it and so we're all worth it together so I just need to remind myself sometimes and, I know, and what's funny is because it reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit where, you know, I'm, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. But it's true. People you, do like you. People, yeah, I, it's kind of hard for me to say that sometimes. People, yeah. No, you can say it right now. I'm going to life coach you. You can life say it. Me. People do like me. People, people like me. People like me. No more. People love me. People love me. You're really going to go, aren't you? I am. Listen, if y'all don't know I'm awkward sometimes, you just, you're going to learn now. But, um, yeah, yeah, I have to do that. And some of the things I do is uh, whenever I feel like I'm in a position to where it's a little, I'm a little anxious or a little, I start uh, looking at things around me that I'm thankful for. Um, and kind of repeat that. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that this is in my life. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes the crazy things that happen that, Oh, no, no, no. That don't feel comfortable. I even have a moment where I'm thankful for those things because I learned from them. Mm -hmm. um, Having gratitude is like a big um, mood booster, like mm -hmm. it and a thought process changer. Right. Because, and I mean, I'm not saying like you always have to. You can be in uncomfortable feelings, like mm -hmm. if it's a true thing and not just like anxiety. Because um, we don't want no toxic positivity. Right. Like right. it's okay to be um, have uncomfortable feelings and like sit with them. And if you're talking to someone who's having a hard time, you don't have to jump in and try to fix it. They just right. need you to listen. Yeah. 
Um, get up. You want to get up? Okay. My legs are now covered in bubble juice. <laughs> um. Yeah. But and, and we can kind of kind of close with no, this. Um, thankfulness and, and, and learning to be thankful for things actually trains your heart to be open to more. It trains your heart to be able to hear more mm -hmm. and notice when the Father's speaking and notice when when uh, he's, he's sharing with you about who you really are. That that, that helps out. Yeah, I mean, because when you're letting um, negative feelings and the ego override, you can't hear, you can't create, you can't you can't operate in the way that you're supposed to. Right. But that makes total sense. Ronnie says, step forward and engage. We're not saved by works, but we do discover the real us in works when the word becomes flesh. Yeah. We often lose identity on sidelines. Really good. I feel like this is like, we should have just had Ronnie on. We should just brought him in. Yeah, like it's been good, dude. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> Did you read that we often lose our identity on the sidelines? I literally you just, just read said that. that. I'm sorry. Come on, man. It was really good, so I had to repeat it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll close with some of those thoughts. And if you have anything that is in your heart that you want to share, if you have anything that you um, need prayer for, if you have anything you need to connect with, message us on here. Uh, leave a comment, uh, and we'll we'll connect. And also we, like the whole purpose of the dwelling is to talk about real things. So if there's a topic or, yeah. is that the right word? Yeah, topic, subject. you'd like for us to talk about, not that we have all the answers, but we can at least respond like how we see that and right. how we would deal with that. Right. Um, we can just have a conversation. Yeah, instead of having answers to your questions we'll just have responses because you know lots questions. of people yeah may have that question or may need to talk yeah. about that yeah. and we want to be open and we want to you know be real and talk about it in the words of Rob Duda talk about it talk about it like even if it's awkward like it's just go there I'm fine <laughs> awesome all right well thank you guys for tuning in and uh yeah. We love you. Yes, we do love you. And you are loved by us, obviously. Right. Father, and you are valuable beyond measure. Yes. And Thank we really... Stop it. I'm not done. I want to love all my peoples. <laughs> Go ahead and love. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that that is really the heart behind anything that we have ever yes. done. Um, no matter who you are, anything like that, we just... We just want you to know that you mean something, that you're important, and what you have to say is important. So, now you can... Now I can close her out. Close. I've landed my airplane. You've landed your airplane. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow morning we will post the... Uh, it's, actual, it's actually the first episode of The Chosen for our watch-along for this coming week. Um, and, of course, Sunday... Sunday. Sunday at 10.30. If you can, catch it live. If not, you can catch it later on in the day or really anytime that you want. Yeah, and make sure if you do watch it like on a replay or whatever that you comment just to let us know that you yeah. were there because we, you know, since we can't meet everybody in person, right. it would just be nice to, or shoot us a message and be like, hey, we watched. Yeah. Like, that'd be cool to just talk to everybody. It's, it's cool that Facebook is letting us see all these people because it has been amazing. <laughs> Seeing that all these people from everywhere and around all these places 
have been watching and tuning in and, and, and watching beyond five or six seconds. Yeah. You know, because you can get in there and see all this. And Facebook is cool, but it doesn't tell you who. You can't, I we know. can't creep that much. So if you have been watching it and you connect with us, we want to just at least let us know <laughs> that you're there. You win the awkward award tonight. Did I? High five, babe. You won. Right. So, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind check out our webpage it's wearehopecommunity.com peruse some of the things that we got going on there there's a blog some more media um there's a place to give if you would like to um you can check out some other services that we have got um but more importantly we'd love to hear from you and there's a place where you can just write a question shoot us an email whatever we'd love to hear from you you can also check out our facebook page and our instagram uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. <laughs>